Welcome to the Onyx Pathcast. I am here with my co-host, Dixie Cochran. Hello! And Eddie Webb! Hi! And I am here to proudly introduce to you the hype train for the Onyx PathCon coming this weekend, live on Twitch and everywhere, every good streaming platform that you might find. You will see games, you will see panels, you will be horrified for the cost of two bits or more. If you decide to donate to our charity, <laughs> that's the end of the episode, I think. We, we don't need to do anything. I was being criticised okay, yeah, for not done. being hyped enough, so there we go. Hello. <laughs> that was a tight 45-second episode. I liked it. Yeah. We should do more of them. Well, you can find me at pugsteady.com. And... <laughs> <laughs> so... Under a minute, y'all. Under a minute. <laughs> So, so yes, uh, the Onyx Path Con is as of time of publication. Well, it's just started, I believe. And, it's it's uh, just about to start. Yeah, it starts at one p.m. I guess you could listen to this and then go straight into Mike and Mere cooking from the. I think it's the Werewolf the Apocalypse cookbook from memory. Uh, but I think you could so. do it, or the Mage one. It's one of the two. Yeah, dedicate dedicate your entire weekend to the events of the Onyx PathCon, starting with cookery. But uh, before we get into that, Dixie, it's been forever. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm done with the uh, the vaccination process. Uh, I've been watching the Exalted Essence Kickstarter for the past little bit here. Very excited about that. Uh, looking forward to Onyx PathCon, obviously. Um, if you're listening to this after the 13th, then it already happened, and you missed it, and it's on YouTube. Um, or will be soon. But yeah, no, I'm I'm doing much better than I have been recently <laughs> with the uh, you know, shots and what have you. Cause I uh I got I got wrecked by that second COVID shot and then I had to catch up on all my work for forever. So thank you two for holding down the fort for a couple weeks. Not a problem. That's all right. did I did listen to your episodes. Oh you did? Yeah, yeah. I listened to the crowdfunding episode. It was good testosterone fueled uh, f- footage <laughs> oh yeah you two were popped up on testosterone more than any other men I know yeah it was uh, it was like a it, it was yeah. like, it was like a locker room on the onyx pathcast <laughs> Whip, um, towels being whipped like a, all like, a, <laughs> like a really wholesome locker room where you said yeah. those things about each other like yes yeah yeah exactly kind of locker room Hmm. Uh, complimentary massages, that kind of thing. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. On the subject of locker rooms, I, uh, I, <laughs> I came to a, uh, a a metaphorical conclusion the other day, uh, where oh. regarding streaming, uh, which of course ties to the Onyx Path Con mm-hmm. and appearing on camera, and. I've I've really I mentioned a few episodes ago I've really grown to dislike being on camera and it's just because I've been on camera so much over the last year and a half uh, it's uh, the, the novelty has worn off but mm-hmm. sometimes I will join a meeting and I'll be the first one there and my camera will be off my default is to have the camera off now because mm-hmm. I find it it's easier that way and then someone will join with a camera automatically on. And then another person will. And in my mind, it's a little like, let's say I go into a sauna. And I enter the sauna 
with a towel on because I'm British and in Britain as a conservative country we don't go around naked as a general rule. Nothing against people mm-hmm. who do, it's just that's not how our saunas tend to operate. So I go into a sauna, mm. I've got a towel around my waist and then the next person comes in and they're stark bollock naked. They're hanging about, they just sit their ass down right next to me and throw some water on the coals, maybe. And then another person comes in, they're nude too. And so I'm put in a position where, strangely, I start gingerly removing my towel to feel, to be naked with them, despite the fact the process in my mind is, you should be the ones who are self-conscious, not me. I feel like I've got something to hide now that I've got a towel on. What's wrong with me? And so I've got the exact same thought process with Zoom calls now where if every other person is on a camera, I will start sort of de- delicately, gently go toward the camera button because I think uh, now if I don't go on camera and everyone else is, it looks like I'm being weird and hidden and reclusive. So uh, so that was my conclusion. I, I only came to it a couple of days ago, but I felt I should share with the group. It's interesting to bring it up because... Um... No, I mean, it, it, it genuinely is. Uh, I mean, also, you, you are a weirdo. But aside from that... And that was a weird analogy that I did not need, like, mental images of in my head. I was trying to just kind of gloss over it and move on, honestly. I was trying real hard, and I was like, Matthew, just keep elaborating, because you're a good storyteller, but you're making the mental picture too clear! <laughs> but no, um, I, I have been in more and more meetings where at least some of the attendees just have their camera off. But mm. if it's not... Like, for example, when we do our Monday meetings, for people who don't know, um, we generally have been doing it voice only for ever. Um, and we, like, when we, when things started getting with the, with the lockdowns, we briefly flitted with doing video and we decided, no, we just want to do that. And so we went back to voice only. Mm-hmm. So those meetings are always voice only. So, like, I'm not counting those. But if it's the, you're logging to Zoom and it's assumed everyone's turning on cameras, or like you say, people start turning their cameras on, um, the people who have their cameras off, often have to kind of apologize or give a reason. And mm-hmm. once I just didn't, I just wasn't feeling like I want to be a camera. And so I was just like, you know, I'm here. And then I will start talking. Um, and no one actually asked me why my camera wasn't on. And so I just kept it off. <laughs> it was kind of nice. Yeah. I think that you have a different experience from, some advice, Matthew, because like for, for me, I hang out in like Discord chats a lot, especially at night when I'm like about to go to bed. I'll, yeah. Like, pop in and say hi to my friends for a few minutes. And half the time they're all on camera and I'm on my phone and I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and hold my phone up in the air like a weirdo. Um, mm. So I just don't go on camera. And also it's nighttime and I've done like there's a there's a different societal pressure, obviously, on, on someone who, you know, is, is femme presenting because I, I do wear makeup. And I do have long hair that needs some attention before it looks decent. And so, like, I feel like if if, if if everybody's on camera, but I haven't, you know, penciled in my eyebrows, then I feel really weird being on camera. And I have both just not gone on camera, but also, like, sat here and, like, done makeup really quick so that I sure. felt like I could turn my camera on. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a whole different thing because like I, I I have very sparse eyebrows. And so if I'm not wearing makeup, I don't have a lot of eyebrow and I, I don't look the way people expect me to look because mm. most of you are used to seeing me with makeup on. Mm. <laughs> and it makes me feel more self-conscious to be on camera 
completely barefaced. Um, just because that's not what I look like. I have played with the Zoom fake eyebrows you can add on. Oh. Um, <laughs> and they look okay. But then if you turn your head too fast, they just kind of float in the air while your face has no eyebrows on. Uh, mm. um, and so that's funny. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but also not 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 great. <laughs> no. So what you're saying is you won't be using that during Onyx Pathcom. I have not used that at all. I have I have played with it in like settings and then been yeah. like, no, that's weird. Don't don't like that. But we should tell the listeners not to worry. Uh, for Onyx Pathcon, internet permitting, we will all be on camera and all looking at our best made made up best uh, where where we decide to apply makeup. Um for a for a bunch of panels and games and i suppose we should talk a little about what we have coming up at the convention but before we do before we do before we actually get into the stuff people want to hear again okay yeah let's talk about last year's onyx path con oh okay oh there you go that was a bit of a point there you swerved into a topic but by not doing a topic yeah yeah, exactly. It was uh, like uh, I crashed off of a bridge that went over the freeway. There you go. I can speak American. But I landed on my <laughs> wheels and kept going. So it was like a fast and furious thing. And and yet I also reached my destination faster than I would have had I not crashed off the bridge. I almost never say freeway. Freeways are only in California as far as I'm concerned. Oh, okay. Well, fine. It's a highway. uh so yes last year we had onyx path con and that was a lot of fun and Mm -hmm. it does feel like a very long time ago now of course what with the strange dilation of time that we've been living in lately uh but i was going to ask both of you uh, what fond memories you carry from that convention and what you i guess hope to see repeated uh in this year's convention uh so weirdly, I don't remember much of last year's convention. Um, I think partially because, like I said, it was it was pretty soon after lockdown. And yeah, it was June, so it was a couple months. Right, so it was like a blur to get to it, and then a blur through it, and then it was over, and it was kind of what happened, you know. Um, I remember enjoying the hell out of it. I remember having a really good time with it. Um, but if you're like, what specific fond memories do you have? It was all kind of still a blur. I think I mostly I was just – it was interesting to do something that felt like it was closer to what we normally do. Um, plus, also, it was the first time we'd done an Onyx Path-specific convention. So I remember a lot of excitement for the potential uh, of the thing. And yeah. being very happy with how that potential was was more or less being realized. So, I mean, it's like, you know, it was, it was rough. It had some rough edges. But, like, you know, I had this unusual idea, and turned out it worked out pretty well. So, okay, that was great. I will say that one of my favorite memories that is very relevant right now was our Exalted Essence actual play. It was our first time showing Exalted yeah. Essence to anybody outside of us. Um, Monica Specka ran the one I was in, and then uh, Neil also ran one, I think, different day. Uh, but Monica ran one for for me and Rich, and who else was in that? Uh, Danielle and Neil. Yeah. And it was super, super, super fun. Monica was the Exalted Essence chef, which was an in-joke from the Discord. Uh, that was the... Uh, there, are, there are still fans in the Exalted Discord that talk about seeing my eyes light up the first time that I rolled more than 10 dice. 
<laughs> because it is actually a really cool feeling to have to use like two hands to you know get all of your dice in there um because that was the first time i'd ever played exalted like it wasn't just the first time playing essence it was my first time playing exalted mm. at all um so they very much let me build the character I wanted. I, I, I got to play a, a sidereal of endings. It was super fun. Uh, Rich played Barre Necessities or whatever oh, yeah. his name was. And he was a bear lunar and he had a bear hat. Uh, and we just had way too much fun in that game. Um, wasn't that also the weekend that we played Beyond the Grave with B.J. Walters, Matthew? It was. Yeah, that's oh, definitely yeah. one of my highlights. Uh, I, I'm very yeah, so that's, happy that's, with that's, how That's the... another one. Yeah, with how that game went, I think it showed off the the nature of the game very well and very much benefited from the players all very much getting into the subject matter, um, especially B-Day, who I know we have uh, given a lot of credit to, but he deserves it. Uh, and yeah, uh, I, I'm i also, I, I actually checked out some of the games during that convention, as well as running, of course, and being on panels. And I remember... I remember the, I guess there there was just an overall optimistic and excited attitude that a lot of people brought to the games that I saw and and the panels too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know we planned the convention with a very sh- very compressed time frame, and uh, a lot of it seemed to get thrown together at the last minute. And by some miracle, it stuck. And I think that enthusiasm was was strong enough to carry us all the way through to the end of the weekend and feel utterly exhausted by it, by the conclusion. Mm-hmm. Which is why I suggested that we take the next day off. Yeah, <laughs> which I might yeah. be doing for this one. Like maybe maybe take the fourteenth off for Monday meeting. Rich, if you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um, just yeah, because like. I had so much fun that weekend and p- part of it was because, you know, I, we were that, that was really when a lot of cons were starting to like cancel. Right. Cause it was a couple of months in, we were starting to be like, Oh, we might not even do packs this year, you know? Cause at first it was like, Oh, we're going to skip Gen Con probably. Yeah. And then packs unplugged will be fine because we're going to flatten the curve. Yeah. Remember when that was a, a relevant phrase? Yeah. Um, so we all like, like that was the first time I had seen all of y'all in a while. And also, we had been talking about our Onyx Path Summit that we were going to do in person. Like we were, we had we, right. we had great plans for it last year for the first yeah. time. We were gonna like not not do it at midwinter. We were gonna get like an Airbnb. We were gonna cook dinners together. We were gonna play games and also brainstorm and talk about business. We were gonna maybe do it somewhere like Philly or DC where we could like go see the sites and hang out and it'd be really fun. And then like. I was literally in January sending Airbnbs to Rich mm-hmm. that like, you know, like that I had found that, 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 that slept the right amount of people, this, that, and the other. And then by March, it was like, I'm just going to stop researching this, I guess, because there's no point. Um, and so, yeah, for, for, for me, part of it was seeing all of you because I was kind of at the point there where, you know, it was June. I had just moved. I hadn't really seen anybody including my friends. And so seeing all of my friends on video <laughs> was a big deal at the yeah. time. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it with this con too, because like as much as I like talking to everybody, it is nice to sit down and actually see people sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's strange to reflect on, I guess, the distance between all of us now physically. You know, the fact that we haven't right. seen each other since, well, the majority of us haven't seen each other since the start of last year. 
And... Midwinter 2020. Yep. The last and... time I hugged people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it's uh, it's an odd thing to it's an odd thing to say, let alone realize the last time you hugged people. And mm. yeah, I can't. I can't. I mean, I do hug my boyfriend. Yeah, I was going to say I can't recall outside of immediate family the last time I um, did that, and so it's uh, yeah. I look mm-hmm. forward to getting back into that again once the world is safer. But before that, we have another Onyx Path Con uh, in full. It's Onyx Path Virtual Gaming Convention twenty twenty one, I should say, and OPP Con. Yeah, or OPPCon, uh, the it is uh, being part organised by the people at Start Playing Games, uh, and they have done a wonderful job in things like hosting and uh, getting involved at that organisational side. We also have a whole bunch of really fantastic people helping out with running games, such as Gehenna mm-hmm. Gaming, Vorpal Tales, uh, a lot of our regular storyteller, story guides, guides, GMs, directors from our Twitch channel. Uh, we have uh, Chaz Callender, whose uh, Scion games are always wonderful i very much recommend checking them out and that one's gonna be cool all... because he's running mm. one that's sorry sorry i got excited i want to talk about chess calendar's game nothing no, no, pl- pl- no please, please uh... do, please do. <laughs> chess is running uh masks of the mythos versus dragon so two of our recent supplements that we kickstarted in the past year that a lot of people haven't really seen in action and, mo- and i don't know anybody's seen them in action together so that's going to be really fun. Mm. I, I am I am looking forward to seeing secretive dragon scions dealing with mythos scions yeah. and what 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 the hell they're going to get up to because that's going to be a weird and fun game. Uh, but yeah, um, we we have other hosts. We have Dork Tales, who always put on a fantastic show. Occultists Anonymous to uh, Plastic mm-hmm. Age Plays, which is our very own Travis Legs channel, uh, and he he's running games, participating in games as well. But um, I guess the three of us, we've got the schedules in front of us, so we're not just referring to these things from memory. Looking at the actual play sessions, Eddie, uh, which games are you participating in, first of all, if, uh, if any? Um, well, I, actually, there, there's... Um, originally, I had plans to do, like, a few games, uh, and then... Um, when we started talking about the logistics of it, it was pointed out that that might be opti- that might be optimistic on my part. Um, so like originally I was like, I'll do a squeaks game and I'll do an anima game. And it's like, yeah, you probably just pick one. Uh, so uh, um, I'm the only one that I'm going to be involved with is I am running uh, on uh, Saturday at 5 PM on the Vorpal Tales channel. Uh, the first ever play test that other people have seen besides the players of Trinicinium anima. And that's going to be anima, a anima, lot anima, of fun. Anima. I'm in that one. I'm so excited. Yes. She's one of the I am players. so excited. Well, I mean, that's that's that was that is the game that I've written the most word count on. It's true. Um, and so because I kind of wrote BMMO World, I'm I'm interested to see how people engage with it. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, most of it was adapted from Dominique's excellent, like Dominic's Dominique's Dominic's. Dominic. I can't talk. <laughs> um, from Dominic's. Sorry, didn't mean mm-hmm. to say your name wrong. Uh from his like excellent world building right um there was like there was a lot so i was i was i was more like condensing and changing a few things than i was like writing it all from scratch uh but it's a really cool world and i want to play in it and so 
when Eddie was like, I'm, I'm doing animal play test. I'm like, I'm like, I'm free on Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I don't have any panels after one o'clock. I can, I can play. I would like to play anima. Um, I will eat dinner early. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I mean, you know, it, it's, it's, anima's been so, I mean, we, we've talked a lot about it on the podcast, but I think part of the reason why is because it's so different and unusual and people, have, it, it's not like exalted essence level of hype, let's be honest, but it's still, everyone who hears about it and starts digging into it finds it compelling and interesting. And that's just a really fantastic sign at, the, at this early stage. So um, I'm excited. I'm also really nervous about it, honestly, because again, it's the first time we're going to be showing this. It's, it's warts and all, you know, it's like, it's that this is the game we've worked on. Um, and there's probably going to be rough edges. There's probably going to be parts that aren't going to hit the way we want mm-hmm. to. Um, that's always a potentially very nervous situation. Uh, like any good play test, but I'm also really excited about that because um, I, I've been talked about this in the podcast too, but like this time last year, I was really nervous about just being on camera at all, being running games online at all. I was really having a mental block with it. Um, and it turned out to be due to some anxiety that I've since been in therapy about. Um, mm-hmm. But over the past year, I've been slowly ramping that up, playing games with friends. And then of course, but that's, and we've talked about this too. That's a very different dynamic than streaming games. It, it really is. Like when yeah. when 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 we play our our Sherlock games, like usually I'm I'm rolling in no makeup, PJs, you know, like hair in a bun, or sometimes just down and not brushed very well because it's y'all and yeah. I trust y'all and I don't think anybody's going to like comment on it or think negatively of me because I didn't dull myself up before I got on camera. But I feel like, you know, it's, 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 it's that whole thing that most people are aware of where, like, when you see somebody without makeup, even, like, natural makeup that they usually wear, mm-hmm. they're, they're like, you look tired. You look sick. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, I know. It's because I'm not wearing makeup. Thank you. Um, so that's, that's, that's something that is a weird thing about streaming. And then also, I'm just so hyper aware of, like, my posture, which I'm not when I talk to y'all because... You know, when we're playing games together, I am half the time like leaning on my desk, like squinting at a map of London, right? Um, and not not really caring about how I look to y'all, right? Um, whereas when I'm streaming, like I I actually find that if I stream for a long time, my my back starts to hurt because I'm I'm sitting in an awkward position for mm-hmm. me because yeah. I'm trying to sit up so straight and I have scoliosis, right? <laughs> and my back's like, no, stop it, slouch a little, please. And it's like, um, so uh, I, I'm not. I'm only running one game and then the rest of my time is largely with panels. So I unfortunately have time to play games either because this is my problem with all conventions just in general is that um, I, I, I rarely have time to put three or four hours together to actually play anything or, or, or run anything. Yeah. Um, mm. Usually it's the I have a panel here, got a meeting there, blah, blah. And of course the meetings part is not as much a factor in a virtual convention, but still there's a lot of panels I'm going to be on. We'll talk about that later. Um, so mm-hmm. the, the, the one game that I'm actually committing to is trinity anima but i do there's a lot of these i want to at least watch and, and poke my head in like i know um on friday um you know there's uh, another group is running squeaks in the deep uh, on plastic age plays so i mean i want to see how people who are not me run the game mm-hmm. yeah that's always extremely useful information yeah that's going to be very important uh, and uh, I, I always love checking out other people running the they came from games uh, there's mm-hmm. there's a few of that kind mm-hmm. being run uh gehenna gaming are running they came from camp murder lake 
which uh, it still stands as probably my favourite they came from. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, I, I look forward to seeing. Is what it because they do the fiction is so well written? It's exactly that, Dixie. But I just can't remember who. <laughs> I just can't remember who the author was. That's the problem. And yeah. Hey. <laughs> Rude. Um, but I am also, it's not on the schedule we're looking at, but uh, I'm going to be running, as well as a game of V5, uh, Cults of the Blood Gods, which will act as a semi-sequel to the Cults of the Blood Gods Chronicle I ran for Red Moon role-playing, including uh, two of oh, the nice. players from that. Um, you know that mm-hmm. that that may change. People may drop out. You never know what might happen in a couple of weeks, uh, as well as a couple of exciting guest stars. So yes, uh, I am going to be running the very first streamed session of They Came from Classified. Uh, on this podcast, we can't tell you what the subject matter of uh, Classified is, but you will find that out in one of the panels that we'll be discussing shortly. Is that? Is that because it's classified? It is, and redacted. And Um, highly confidential. Is it the What's Up with Onyx Path panel? Are we going to talk about that? It is the What's Up with Onyx Path panel, unless we decide to drop it on Friday during the opening ceremonies. You never know. It depends on how Mercurial Rich is feeling at the time. Right. (laughs) He is a tricksy white. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> that, 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 that's Richard Thomas. And and what about you, Dixie? <laughs> By way of games, I understand you are appearing here and there. Uh, yeah, the only one that I'm playing in is Anima. Mm-hmm. Um, just because my panel schedule was all over the place. But I do intend to watch a few of them because I also want to see Camp Murder Lake, yep. uh, which I doubt you'll be awake for, but I will watch it. Uh, at at 8 p.m. on 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 today on today Friday, um, I'm also looking forward to, of course, any of the Exalted Essence plays. We've got uh, Monica running a live one on Dark Tales at 2 p.m. on Sunday, but then we also actually have quite a few on Start Playing Games run by various Exalted Essence writers um, oh, and nice. devs. Yep. Uh, so I am I am looking forward to hearing about those. So I won't be watching them because they'll be you know private games for fans. But uh, I know a lot of people are excited to to play the game, and I know that Neil's running a couple. I think Elliot's running one. Elliot is running a, an an all exigence game. Oh no! Called an excess of exigence. <laughs> um, and he has made my number one favorite exigent concept because of a typo, um, and that is the mathematician, <laughs> who is a Ooh. tiny pink fuzzy moth shaped god of mathematics. Um, who has made an exigent? That is a fantastic <laughs> typo. Uh, I, I, I love, love that the mathematician. Mm. That's great. It was it was either a typo or Eric Mitten just misread it. But like either way, we got mathematician out of it. Uh, we 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 love the mathematician. I've I've forgotten his name for right now, but he is a tiny pink fuzzy moth. Um, he was also a god of mathematics, and he makes me very happy. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing about those because having five exigents in one group is going to be ridiculous and wonderful yeah um yeah i mean obviously the scion dragon match the mythos actual play is going to be very very cool a lot of these i i won't be able to catch live sadly but i'll try to watch them on uh, vod later and then the the other one that i personally am just going to be selfish and be excited about is the arthurian changeling the lost um mm. tom mirror who i think people have heard me talk about before 
Uh, AKA Tobias is running that one. If anybody watched any of my uh, Shree Park episodes for Changeling, mm. uh, he was the one who ran those. He also ran a game of Vesen that I was in a while back. Uh, Tom is a fantastic storyteller. Uh, sadly, I couldn't be in that one because it is my Spree Park group running it. Mm. Uh, but I have brought in uh, Ever from Vorpal Tales to take my place. Oh, good. And the other cool thing about that one is I actually reached out to Megan Fitzgerald and got a bunch of Arthurian appropriate kiths from the upcoming Kith and Kin. So every single player is playing a brand new kith. Nice. That has Fantastic. not been seen yet. So that will be, and yes, they're playing in Arthurian, so it might be a little different, but you're going to see a Riddle Seeker, a Draconic, um, a Chevalier, and a Bear Skin, I think it's called. Um, all having fun in King Arthur's Court and being being Fey and doing crimes. Uh, so yeah, no, I am, I am looking forward to that. And I have told, like... Me Megan sent us five kiths and there are four players so I have said that if they ever want to do a sequel to that and I'm available I will play the the leftover kith which is a Sideromancer nice. um, so yeah super 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 excited about showing some kith and kin stuff off I know a lot of people really love Changeling the Lost and I know it's been a bit we're, we're trying to push books out 2020 was a lot y'all uh, but at least in the meantime we can preview some some kids here and there so yeah yeah i think that's very valuable the uh, idea of our streams not just being a chance where we get to play games which is of course fun uh, and hopefully entertaining but also mm -hmm. a place where we can preview content that people may have not otherwise seen it, it adds to the i guess premiere feel the anticipation that hopefully goes with it and uh will hopefully get people talking about oh did you see this and this and i, I um yeah one of the most exciting things about uh onyx path virtual gaming convention 2021 that i'm finding just looking at these schedules is how many of these games i and the rest of you uh all of us have worked on at some point or other it's uh, quite remarkable to see yeah. those games stacked back to back i guess uh i've it, and sometimes you know we've we've remarked before it's easy to forget you've worked on some things and so when you were just talking about arthurian lost for changeling the lost dixie uh i remember oh yeah i, I developed that era in dark eras too <laughs> And but yeah, you yeah, did. There's just uh, there's so many things on here I'm looking forward to, and uh, as you mentioned, a lot of this is going to be taking place while I'm asleep. But we're going to be transferring as much of it as we can over to our YouTube, and it will be available on demand uh, on the respective Twitch channels that are hosting them. Uh, but there, there's some sessions uh, mm -hmm. that even something like um, Frostlands of Fenrilic for Scarred Lands. I love the Fenrilic setting for Scarred Lands. So I really look forward to having they, how they explore it mm -hmm. and how the Contagion Chronicle right. is presented on on Friday's session. And we've got so many Mage the Ascension games going. It's uh, mm -hmm. it's stunning. There's Technocracy, more Technocracy, Victorian Age, Rich Bastards. Uh, I yeah, I'm I'm very very happy about how how much operative dossier. Yep, yeah, yeah, so much. And one one thing I'm really liking about what we're doing this year is that um, 
each channel is basically a track. Yes, like, I so love that. If you're interested in World Darkness and Exalted, you could just click on Dork Tales and just watch that the whole weekends and have a pretty much endless stream of World Darkness and Exalted. Mm-hmm. If you're more of a Chronicles of Darkness fan, you click on Occultist Anonymous and it's all Chronicles of Darkness stuff. And then Plastic Age Plays is where you get your 5e fix and Vorpal Tales is all of our story path games. So Yeah, no, it's great. It's it, it's a, it's a night. I mean, it, obviously, we're going to click around, and um, panels are going to be on the Onyx Path channel. So, it, it feels much more weirdly like a physical convention. It's like, okay, well, all of these games are going to be in this hall, and all of the meeting rooms for the panels are going to be in this hall. So, it actually does feel a little like a physical convention, but also it's just nice mm-hmm. to have because we do write so many games for so many different audiences. Um, if there's something you just really are really into, you don't have to bounce around to find it. You can just yeah. log into one yeah. place and just watch and, that space. And uh, thinking on it uh, at Gen Con, and uh, there are part I miss Gen Con in part. You know, I miss the social aspects. I certainly miss the shopping of it. I don't miss the traveling, as as everyone mm-hmm. knows. But yeah. It it's it's funny thinking of Gen Con. <laughs> I have only, despite the fact I've booked places in games before, I have only ever been able to make it to one three to four hour session. As you were mentioning earlier, Eddie, finding the time for these things is tricky, especially stretched out over such a large yeah. space as Gen Con. And that was a the Pugmire game I played in uh, that you you sat in on. Uh, other games, mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. found that I attended a panel and mistimed it so I couldn't make my way to the game I was intending on getting to in time, or, uh, or I'm just too tired after half a day's shopping. So the games I do get to play at conventions the size of Gen Con tend to be the drop-in ones where people are playtesting things at booths because I find them a lot easier, often board games. And I mm-hmm. really appreciate how not only this is structured for Onyx PathCon, so as you say, they're all on their separate tracks, but also we will hopefully have a lot of these things retained for both Twitch uh, for a certain duration and YouTube. Uh, which yeah. means we can check these things out later and hopefully learn some stuff from them as well as enjoying them. Yeah, totally. I um I I've never really played games at conventions for the most part. Um I have I have dropped into a couple. Uh I did a deviant playtest at Midwinter a couple of years ago. Um so yeah, I've 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 gotten to play a couple of times, but I'm I'm in the same boat where like Either I don't want to dedicate four hours because there's something else going on during that time frame that I want to be doing, <laughs> or I, you know, am at a booth or on mm. a panel or what have you. Um, go, going to get lunch for people, which is more important than playing a game because people need to eat. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so like I, I, I don't, I don't get to do that much. I'm excited to play Anima, and I'm excited for all of our panels that we're going to be on. Um, I know that we have a whole list of them that we can probably go over a bunch of, but yeah, no, I am I am looking forward to it, and I like the the virtual con. I do miss the crap out of y'all though, but like most of what I miss about conventions isn't the <laughs> work part. <laughs> it's the you know yeah. hanging out after the doors close kind of thing, uh, whether right. that's hanging out you know in a lobby somewhere or in a bar or going to a nice restaurant or whatever. Like that's that's. That's yeah. my social time with my coworkers because most people that work in buildings together can just chat every day, and we don't do that. Like we we chat in Discord and stuff. We don't see each other and just get to catch up and cut up and tell stories and be funny and make jokes and whatever. Um, and that's that's fun. Like hanging out with you know twenty freelancers that you work with 
you know, at a bar or a coffee shop or a restaurant or whatever is fun. I, yeah. I, at, at, at Gen Con, I've, I've gone and gotten, you know, tapas with a bunch of people that I hadn't even met yet. And that's, that's where I met Danielle and a bunch of other freelancers was, I, I got invited along to food, um, and having a meeting with, you know, you two and Rich at Harry and Izzy's. It's just nice to do because it's partially work and it's partially yeah. like, we're just going to chat a little bit. We're having a good time. We're colleagues. Uh, so that's that's what I miss the most about conventions. Talking to fans, obviously, super cool. Love doing it. Love helping people like set up play tests and all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I I have kind of taken that role in the Onyx Path Discord, where I'm like I'm like oh I set up a whole thing over here for the con, and then I set up this, and now we're gonna run this, and we're gonna have fun. Uh, so that's that's just a you know thing I like doing is being the kind of like face of the booth. And I've mm-hmm. kind of made myself the face of the Discord because I'm the <laughs> one who will at everyone. <laughs> right. Because I, I feel very powerful when it says, you're about to mention over 2,000 people. And I'm like, uh-huh. Yep. I sure right. am. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> Please go check out my Kickstarter. Uh, the other cool thing I'm looking forward to with with, with, with actual plays for this weekend, and then I will uh, stop rambling, is that the Essence Kickstarter is is, is ongoing um, and we're starting to drop the charms this coming week. So as of the actual play, it'll be the last time that we get to do an actual play where no one has seen the charms. Oh. Because after this week, the charms chapter is out in the wild. Uh, it is split up into a couple of sections. I don't know exactly how James split it up. Uh, but I think it's like five splats one day, five splats the next day. And then like sorcery, necromancy, martial arts. Um. So yeah, I am I am looking forward to that, but once once people start reading them and picking at them, they won't have the same air of magic and mystery as they do right now. Where every now and then somebody will do something in a playtest and the the, the chat will be like, "You can do that? How did you do that? What is that charm?" Uh, because that's that's fun. It's 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 on the TCs, and we've been teasing them as I just said for a year now. Uh, so right. this is very very exciting that people are finally going to see all of our hard work uh, paying off. And uh, all that playtest period that we did, uh, yeah, no. So, so, uh, so before we that, move on so, to panels, yeah. the next thing I want to cover is the fact that there are lots of games you can play in and or run. Uh, if you go over to startplaying.games, uh, you will be able to mm-hmm. find our convention, and the games that we've just spoken about are the ones that are going to be streamed for viewing. And you can, of course, interact with them in the comments on Twitch or wherever. But this is also a games convention for participation. So if you, the listener, wants to particularly play in one of our games, there are lots of them that are up there that have dedicated GM storytellers, etc., who are looking for players. Uh, they will have set a small tariff for participating in the game, mm-hmm. but uh, part of that money goes to charity and part of it goes to them for their time, which I think is only fair. And on top of that, as I mentioned, you can run any games that are supported by Onyx Path at this convention. And I very much encourage you to do so. Uh, This is a fantastic opportunity to play or run something new. Uh, And what's more, I've heard from some people that they feel nervous about running games uh, online. And some people never have. And it's much like you were saying, Eddie, about, you know, there's a bit of anxiety that goes into it. Because I think when you stream... There's almost an expectation Mm -hmm. that you have to run the perfect game because it's being produced for entertainment purposes, for observers. And most 
games that you run right. aren't like that. And games that you're running on this convention aren't being ran for an audience. You can move over to the Onyx Path Discord or host it wherever you like. Quite frankly, you will have that control with your players. And just run it for a private group. By all means, set out in the description this is going to be a casual game. I'm making my way through the rules as well, mm -hmm. and I would love to learn the game. I'd love it if some people learned it with me. And just make sure that you know what your expectations are going into it and advertise them for the players. And in that way, no one should be disappointed. Everyone shouldn't think that they are Matt Mercer. Mm -hmm. Everyone shouldn't think that this is Critical Role. Uh, you should go in with a mindset to just have fun and hopefully then you and all of your players will. So please do consider running any of our games or playing any of them. We would love to see you take part. Yeah, and I mean, um, I just checked uh, and at the time we're recording, there's nearly 60 games available. So there's plenty of games to play. In I was also checking. That's why I was we're rambling on for page. so long to give you enough yeah, time to find out. on the same page. <laughs> I think I, appreciate that. I am super excited about some of the titles of some of these games because obviously the yes. GMs can come up with them. Um, so it is very, very fun seeing, uh, especially <laughs> they came from games because we've got a slippery conspiracy. Uh, we have something about Crawdaddy. <laughs> There's uh, the Cruise of Doom. The Cruise of Doom. Uh, there is a they came from Beyond the Grave game that I would have signed up for if it weren't endearing the anima game called A British Werewolf in Atlanta. <laughs> um, oh yes, the 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 Crawdaddy one is Crawdaddy knows best. Uh, There's a crab people of the Chesapeake. Also, some people are using, uh, it looks like Deviant to run a Parasite Eve game. Ooh. Yes. Which is interesting and that's a, fun. That's, a, that's uh, a name I haven't heard in a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, there, there are also some intro games people are running, like Intro to Dystopia Rising Evolution, Intro to Beast of Primordial. Um, someone's running the Exalted like intro for 3E. So if you are wanting to try out a game, this is the best way to do it. And there are still people adding games. Like I'm looking at a few of these listed as new adventure, uh, which means that they were added in the past few days, which is super exciting. Um, a lot of them are fully booked, but not all of them. A lot of them have one to five seats left. So you have plenty mm -hmm. of time. I don't know what Flapjack Village and Lumberyards is, but it's a one shot. It says it's, oh, it's D&D &D 5e Mage the Ascension 20th Homebrew. Wow. Worth checking wow. out. It is a high fantasy homebrew. Uh, this is a village populated with halflings. They're lumber lords, and they cut and sell wood and wooden items, and also sell delicious pancakes with syrup. Well, that uh, yeah, uh, th this sounds like the kind of game we would make on one of our game homebrew episodes, and, <laughs> and I do kind of feel like it is shoehorning in to my Super Dragon Tensai Kitchen Extravaganza. <laughs> for ninja attack three exclamation marks mm. Mm -hmm. but yeah no, there's there's a bunch of games happening from pretty much pretty much all of our systems we've got some legend lore games going on that's cool scarred lands uh random chronicles of darkness trinity aeon like uh scion lots of scion uh, some some people running the jump start and some people running other things. We've, there's a Cavaliers of Mars game. It's fully booked, but I love yeah, Cavaliers of fantastic. Mars. That's fantastic. 
the nice thing about start playing games is that um, each of the things is tagged. So like you'll tag it with um, not only the game setting or system you're using, but they're all tagged one shot because it's a convention game. Um, but like some of them are going to be on Discord, some of them are going to be on Zoom. And so like which tools they're using are also going to be very clear. Um, in fact, as a result of this, I have learned there's a tool called Owlbear Rodeo, which I just had to look up name alone. What is that? Because I saw that. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it, it, it's it's uh, basically a, it's a map sharing um, website. So everyone can just log into the same website and then look at the map. Sounds like it's kind of like a, a rudimentary yeah. Roll20 without necessarily all the... Huh. Bells and whistles. Owl bear imagine, rodeo. Yeah, what a great a rodeo. Oh, look at him. Look at his little hat. <laughs> I just looked it up. He's got a little hat. He does. Oh, well, before him. we fall even deeper in love with the owl bear who rodeos, uh, let's talk a little <laughs> about the panels, or yeah, of which there are several. Uh, we have panels on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday covering a vast array of topics. And uh, you should expect to find representatives from across the Onyx Path team in the majority of them. They won't all be from the uh, Eddie, Dixie, Matthew camp either. There will be developers that uh, specifically develop our games or have developed books for our games. And we've got some uh, freelance writers on them too. So I'm very... Can y'all imagine if we were on all the panels? Uh, no. I, I, I think no. I would find that easier than running games at this point for some reason. Uh, but all, all yeah, the yeah, all yeah. The I, I, I have yet to run out of things to say. Bear in mind, we've nearly we've gone over 150 episodes of Pathcast now, so that's. But then again, could I do uh, 36 hours of Pathcast back to back? 48 hours, 56 hours, mm, maybe not. No. Right. See, that's that's the thing. It, it's, it's, the, it's, it, it's not the quantity. It's the the amount in. Maybe we should space. give it a try. But Eddie. Uh... Okay. So we are right. we are Next we are year. now announcing Onyx Pathcast kind, um, <laughs> in which the Onyx Pathcast will just happen for seventy two hours straight. Yeah. And then we'll have our episodes done for the whole year. Just knock it all out at once. <laughs> I mean, if if we did seventy two hours. Yeah, that's, that's 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 easily a year's worth of episodes. Sounds like one of those avant-garde plays. All right, let's do it. So it just go. runs and runs and runs, <laughs> and it's it's just someone weeping on a stage, probably Shia LaBeouf. So we actual cannibal <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. Actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf, <laughs> except no substitutes. Okay. Uh, so what have we got coming up on this panel? Well, we start off with Mike and Mir cooking show, and then we have the opening ceremonies. These will all be family on Mir. It's Mayor. Mayor, our friend Meredith. I know, but yeah, I, I see <laughs> it. I, she's merely Meredith. Uh, <laughs> I don't mean it, Meredith. She's a mere bear. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> mere bear. I don't say mere bear. I say mere bear. Uh, we, we all say mere bear. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not you. Uh, it, it, it rhymes. That's, that's the point of the nickname. I know the point, but I don't necessarily have to agree <laughs> with it. So then we have our opening ceremonies where we will discuss the weekend ahead. And uh, you never know, you might be listening to this at the exact same time that the opening ceremonies are going on, at which point I would tell you to pause, watch the opening ceremonies. You may learn something. Uh, and, and the opening ceremonies is also going to be our podcast yes, episode. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So, so if you don't want to listen to it again next week, uh, don't don't listen to it again next week. Or do. Right. Uh, I said, if you don't, don't. You may learn. If you do, do. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, 
The Fridays has actually got a good number of panels on. It then goes into disability and games discussion because our uh, convention is sponsored mm -hmm. by the Bodhana Group, uh, who we interviewed. Mm -hmm. We interviewed uh, Jack uh, from Bodhana last Friday. Uh, so that I really yep. enjoyed that episode, so I hope other people have. Uh, and hopefully it will encourage you to donate a little bit of money to the charity we have attached to our convention. Uh, we then have a Mage the Ascension panel, uh, because we have started announcing a flurry of new Mage 20 books. And then we have an Exalted panel, which I am sure a lot of people are going to be very excited about, given Exalted Essence's Kickstarter. Yes. Uh, finally, we can... Now, that, 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 that is all Exalted, just so people know. All um, so it is not... It is not just an Essence panel. We're going to be talking about Exalted in general and the realm in general and creation. So yeah, just 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 so y'all know, like if if you're coming there expecting a whole bunch of you know tight Essence information, you'll probably get some. But we also have other developers and writers on that panel. And uh, yeah, we conclude our Friday panels with writing horror games, which is something very close to all of our hearts, given that most of us, all of us, have written on yes. horror games at some point or other. So now, th it's true. throwing over to Dixie, what do our Saturday panels contain? Ooh, we're going to divvy it up. Yeah. All right. So Saturday, we actually start with a Vampire the Masquerade 5th Edition panel at 9 a.m. Uh, the reason it's 9 a.m. for us is because it's all Europeans yep. on that panel. Uh, you, uh, so let's say, I think... You should admire how I have consolidated power over Vampire the Masquerade by putting it entirely <laughs> in the hands of Europeans. Yeah, isn't it what you, John Burke, Clara? And Steffi. And Steffi, yeah. So there's a vampire panel at nine nine in the morning. I will not be awake, um, but everybody else can have fun. There's a realms of Pugmire panel after that, uh, which is super exciting. Yes. A our our ever present. We have to do it. What's up with Onyx Path panel? Um, because we always right. have to tell people what's up with us, even though that's what we do week after week after week on this very show. Uh, there's a panel that got pitched by every single Scion writer, it felt like, called Scion All Myths Are True. Um, that one's going to be super <laughs> yes. interesting. It's a really diverse set of our Scion writers. Um, some academics, some people who are mostly on the game side of it, uh, but they've all done their research and they're all really excited to talk about what that means um, in in the world of Scion. It's a, it's a really diverse group of people from different backgrounds, different faiths, and uh, different versions of academia. So that'll be a really fun one. Uh, then there's a story path Q&A at 3 o'clock. It's about story path in general. We have a Trinity Continuum mm -hmm. panel after that that will cover all the Trinity properties. Uh, there's an art and design panel at 6 because uh, we, we like to shout out our, our artists and layout artists and things. Uh, so it'll be fun. Uh, there's a general freelancing and games publishing panel at 7.30. And then at 9, there's a storytelling virtual games, which over the past year we have all, you know, had to learn how to do because that's something yes. that a lot of people weren't quite ready for but now everyone knows how to do it on some level and might want advice because i know that for some folks this has really opened them up to be able to play games with people on the regular mm. when they couldn't get an in-person yeah. group yeah so like i know it's been rough but it has been eye-opening a lot like i love the idea of virtual conventions because they're so accessible like i love that i mm -hmm. love that people who maybe can't go to a con for whatever reason whether it's you know financial or distance or something else they can just tune in and watch panels and i think that personally i think this is going to shift the way that even in-person conventions are going forward 
I know that like Dragon Con, yeah. who is who is intending to have their uh, in person event this year, is also still doing a virtual con. Um, and I definitely can see that carrying forward because there are so many fans from all over the world that maybe can't get to you know PAX Unplugged, yeah, um, or maybe can't get to Gen Con. Um, and so it's, it's it's very cool to have the content available for them to watch, even if they can't watch it live because it's you know three in the morning their time or whatever. So yeah, that is our Saturday. Uh, there are some games at night too, so I think we'll have content running usually until about midnight. Um, but our last panel will end around 10 p.m. on Saturday. So how about you, Eddie? What's coming up on Sunday, June the 13th? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. This Sunday. That's when the long-awaited wrestling match between Matthew and I will take Excellent. place. <laughs> is it a cage oh. match? It's a virtual cage. Yeah. It's a virtual cage match, yes. We, we, we just spend an hour on Zoom talking about so how we find So despite all your rage, you were still in a virtual cage? Yeah. There it is. I was waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dixie. No, um, starting at 10 a.m. Um, is uh, Matthew Hawkins and his crew are going to talk about the They Came From games. Um, uh, so that is... One of the three potentials points we will announce what they came from. I like, like you said, Matthew uh, Dawkins and and his crew. Because now, now I want a T-shirt right. like one of those like Andre the Giant has a posse T-shirts, but it's Matthew Dawkins, uh, and he's wearing his sailor hat, and it says Matthew Dawkins has a crew. Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you nice. something, brother, and that it is oh. that we will be announcing not just they came from classified we will also be announcing another they came from game if not in a prior panel wow. but also this one so they just keep go. coming they do they just keep the, coming from beyond yeah, stuff they, literally they, they they came from beyond they came from behind the beneath <laughs> <laughs> all, all the adjectives camp um <laughs> <laughs> Which a is verb. fair, yeah. honestly. I, I mean, camp, yeah, can be an adjective. I camped my way camping. across the field. Hmm. No. Anyway. Well, now it's a. I'm confused. Anyway, Eddie, keep going. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm left track. No, you know, um, nothing to do with camp. But uh, after that, 11:30 will be the World Darkness panel, um, where we'll talk about kind of the, our, what we've been working on in the World mm -hmm. Darkness area. So I'm probably recapping a little bit of the Mage Ascension stuff, Werewolf. but also. Um, and and but werewolf, uh, wraith, and other stuff that we're talking. Also, about like Children time. of the Blood just came out. Woo! Mm. Yeah, it's true. Uh, after that, uh, Chronicles of Darkness. Uh, we will uh, cover all of the different Chronicles of Darkness games. So I assume it's going to be much like our episode where we recap the World Darkness. So everyone gets five minutes to talk about one game line. <laughs> <laughs> the Chronicles of Darkness. Um, then we're going to talk about uh, at two thirty our community content programs. Um, so a little bit about what they are, but also uh, some advice and help on how to make stuff for community content because we love when people make yeah. community content. It, 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 it helps everybody um, when, when you do that. Uh, then at 4 p.m. we'll talk about uh, fantasy worlds based on the world's most popular fifth game in the fifth edition um, because they can't legally say the name is of it, the game. Is it Vampire? Uh, but uh, <laughs> it is not the fifth, it's not a fifth edition of Vampire. It is a different Call game. Call of Cthulhu, fifth edition. That has had five editions. I mean, Shadowrun 5th edition? It is a... Well, Rune Quest? <laughs> L5R. L5R. Nice. Nice. It's not L5R? Um, okay. uh, no. It is not L5R. It, it, is, it is an open game license, uh, the 5th edition of which uh, has, has come out and has become very popular. Oh, Gups! Like Gups! Um, <laughs> <laughs> Rifts. 
Riffs. Is it Riffs? Riffs has not had five editions. What, I, I don't know how many games have had five editions. <laughs> uh, yes, I am. <laughs> it's it's two. No, it's not. Um, but no, we're going to talk about uh, Scarredlands. We're going to talk about Legend Lore. And we're going to talk about uh, Pugmire, Monarchy's Mount, and the like. Uh, and then at 5.30, uh, we will have our closing ceremonies, which we will not at all be punch drunk and or slam happy by that point. Um, so I'm sure it would be completely dignified and respectful hour of wrapping up the convention. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> but after that, um, uh, Dixie is kind of trying something out to emulate that hanging out after the con thing she was just talking about. So at 8 o'clock, she's going to have developer Jackbox. Yeah, so the the plan with that is to get as many devs and freelance writers as possible. Now, most most of the games only will host like eight people who can actually participate, but every game has an audience component. Well, not every game, but the ones we're going to play have audience components where the audience can vote. So any fans that want to join, it'll be streaming on Twitch. Um, And then, of course, any developers, freelancers, I'll make sure that they all get the codes early. Uh, We'll try to switch people out as much as we can. Um, I will probably be having a cocktail or two because I am trying to emulate that hanging out after the con, you know, mm-hmm. ha- having a drink, loosening up, chilling. Um, we might bust out the Exalted Essence pack that we made at least once, but most of it's just going to be random games with developers. Uh, some of my favorite ones are like, there's there's one called Know Your Role where everybody categorizes each other based on really random shit. Oh no. Like like Like, which Scooby-Doo character are you? Okay. You know, and 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 it's it, it's six people, and you have to like drag them onto the different characters to be like, I guess, and whoever gets the most votes gets put in certain roles, and it's very funny. Um, I always love doing that one with people that obviously you know pretty well because that's the better way to do it. Uh, and then there's lots and lots of things like Quiplash and trivia games and stuff that I am super excited about. So we're gonna be doing that from eight until eleven ish, um, possibly longer if we decide we're having a really good time and I don't want to go to bed yet. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the plan for Sunday evening. I've 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 given myself just enough of a buffer that I can uh, eat dinner, and then come back and run that. I also have to remember how to use OBS, so that'll be fun. Right, I am looking forward to that. And if nothing else, I, I'm gonna get some uh, some beers and I can have those available too. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And I will be asleep. I'm gonna have something going on. It's very, true. Very it is true. Uh. Maybe maybe someday we'll play Jackbox during the day, just oh, just for you. That's Matthew. very kind of you. Uh, or I could just you know I'll drink alcohol when I wake up in the morning. There you go. That's not a good habit. To Who start. says I'm starting? So <laughs> that's not a good habit to have. <laughs> I remember once when I was coming back from the Grand Masquerade. Uh, in New Orleans and the alcohol culture there is a constant one and uh, as a tourist anyway uh, you just kind of start drinking in the morning your milkshake has alcohol in it your lunch has alcohol in it (laughs) everything has alcohol but it's often so watered down with ice that it doesn't hit you for quite a long time and I was at the airport waiting to fly back. And and for the first time in my life, I ordered a Bloody Mary while I was waiting for my plane. And it was like 11 a.m. And I, as I was drinking, I was mm-hmm. thinking, I'm not in the French Quarter anymore. Why am I still drinking alcohol? <laughs> and it was like the, the buzz hadn't worn <laughs> off. And it was, I almost feel, not that this is to advocate the vast intake of uh, alcohol, but 
I feel like the alcohol completely neutralized my jet lag. And I just ended up having a hangover about 48 oh. hours later after the alcohol had finally <laughs> left my system. Uh, so there you go. There's a trick for you. If you've got to fly, fly, fly drunk. See, I always feel... <laughs> fly drunk. I always feel like if I'm going to a convention, like... Or, 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 or leaving one. The airport is the one place where I feel like it's socially acceptable, aside from like brunch, I guess, to order a cocktail at like 1030 in the morning. Right. Um, because almost every time that I've been on my way to Gen Con or whatever, if it's, you know, 930, 11 o'clock, whatever, like I have, I have, I've had a cocktail in the airport and been like, I, I am not a day drinker. I very rarely drink during the day. I will occasionally go to brunch and have like a mimosa or two. But even that's rare. Usually a brunch, I'm mm. drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, it is super rare for me to day drink. There, there, there's there's something about an airport <laughs> that makes me be like, oh, there's a bar. I'll have it old-fashioned uh, while I'm waiting. That's Why because not? airports are, are designed to destroy yeah. your soul. Yeah, they're well, they are, they, they are also just like not real places, in my opinion. No. They're 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 weird mm. liminal spaces between it, destinations. In the UK, um, the well, trains yeah. have that uh, property. Obviously, they do transport you places. Uh, you would hope, but no matter what time of day uh, the train is rolling, there'll be a trolley car that goes up and down the train, pushed by a helpful customer service uh, individual, and you can buy alcohol on it at 9 a.m., at 8 a.m., you know, whenever you're commuting mm-hmm. into work. And sometimes I obviously don't do it anymore, uh, but I would be commuting to work and I and there would be someone at the table on the opposite side to me, uh, all dressed up in their suit, ready for work, and they would get their can of Stella, mm-hmm. crack it open for breakfast, and, and yeah. I'd be thinking, I don't think I could stomach beer or lager early in the morning uh, i just don't think it's it's in me but you know i i won't know yeah. until i try so i'll build that up anyway now that we have discussed onyx PathCon, we should uh, <laughs> wrap things up because i think we've gone over time unless dixie is very clever with the editing which means our opening ceremonies will be opening well sorry like the mike American and mayor cooking show, show. Yeah, yeah. Right uh, that one is starting now, so you don't <laughs> want to miss that. So, Eddie, if people want to find you online, where will they go? Uh, you can find me at pugstudy.com or you can find me on Twitter at pugstudy. And Dixie, where will they find you? You can find me at Dixie Cyanide on pretty much all social media, DixieCochran.com, and also just hanging around the discords causing trouble. And they can find me on MatthewDawkins.com, and I'm very sad to say, Dixie, you might want to put some sad music over this bit. You know, that dee 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 I'll just put farty horns. That thing. I'm very sad. Do you want me to cut this out and then layer it over the next thing you're going to say? Because I'm not going to no, do you that. No, um, <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's what I would do. Use my dubstep. It's what I would do. Uh, I am very sad to say that you will not find me on Twitter as of time of recording. Uh, you will not find me at Dawkins MP because I have been suspended from Twitter. In Four. 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 <laughs> That's a lot of golf being played right now. Uh, we... I was, I say we, I was involved in a conversation about the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie Commando, and this was several days ago, and it's a classic movie, it's one of the best action movies of the 80s, it's archetypal, 
And there's a line in that movie, spoken by the villain, a knitwear chainmail vest wearing, as well as arseless chaps wearing villain by the name of Bennett, who <laughs> who uh, says at one point to Arnie's character, John Matrix, because there's lots of people with that name. Uh, I'm not going to shoot you between the eyes, John. I'm going to shoot you between the balls. That's what he says in the movie. And so during this conversation, I tweeted, I'm going to shoot you between the balls, John. Now, several days later, Twitter very sadly uh, flagged my tweet as threatening that I was, in fact, threatening to shoot someone in the conversation between the balls. Uh, So for that reason, unless my sentence has been overturned, you will not find me on Twitter. But you will find me on the Onyx Path Discord, on, often in the Pathcast channel. And do check out... Unless I ban you from that, yeah. too. For shooting people in the balls. <laughs> For threatening to shoot people in the balls. No, that is... That is that is seriously so. There's there's a a comedian and podcaster that I really love named Jamie Loftus, and she got uh, a, a suspension from Twitter at one point for threatening fictional characters she had made up. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> nice. nice, and it was it was the same kind of ridiculous thing where it's like if you look at the tweet, you're like. The Zamboni brothers aren't real. (laughs) (laughs) It's a cartoon she made. And then she made a joke about it. And they were like, but she also got suspended from her old account because of the uh, International Olympic Committee being uncool about some shit. So who knows? Well, on that note, many words. (laughs) One path come.